Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so Steve Scalise is the lobbyist pick for Speaker of the House. Just four days ago, Steve Scalise rubber-stamped another $400 million for Ukraine on top of the $128 billion. Steve Scalise is a pity candidate. Everybody feels terrible. Steve Scalise was a victim of a shooting, and that's why you know his name. Otherwise, he would be considered a failed candidate, and that's what he is. doesn't stand for anything doesn't stick up for anything. He has no principles. He's not arguing against anything. Steve Scalise will be like Kevin McCarthy, only a little shorter. That's the only difference. He'll cut the backroom deals. He's been there since 2008. Aside from the shooting, have you ever heard his name? Did he ever stand up for principles? They were all elected under the guise of, we're going to rip out Obamacare. Rubber stamp. Rubber stamp. He's been in front of nothing. He's always just behind in the, in the number two position. The number two position of corruption, of pay-to-play, of the system the way it is. He's not going to change anything. He's perfect to keep the system the way it is. And he'll say all the talking points, and we'll continue on the massive, massive destruction of our dollar. The massive increase of the so-called debt, which we're never going to pay. And Steve Scalise, when he first was elected, it was $9 billion, I'm sorry, $9 trillion, excuse me. $9 trillion. What did he do? What did any of them do? Jim Jordan, at least, was in the front of trying to change things. You had an opportunity, as far as I can see. But once again, party politics, corporatist bribery wins. And that's the system that's going to keep going on. And it's interesting to see Joe Biden today make speeches and the cleanup attempt after he was done. Because what today was was truly an embarrassment. Truly an embarrassment. And unless Steve Scalise says right after he's sworn in, we are going to move forward and fast track the removal of the most unqualified dimwit this country's ever had in any position. You know, and as we uh, take these acts, I continue to call on Congress to pass what my friends in the front row here mostly support, junk fee, the junk fee, junk fee prevention act. Hard to say. Anyway, but all kidding aside, it's not hard to say. Today was another display of a president suffering from a mental problem that's really, if he's in your family, you would seek help. If you're part of the Biden regime, you just want the plausible deniability somebody with dementia at the spear tip of political corruption brings you. And that's why Joe Biden will sit there. And I think he even invoked the Biden family name today, which is, uh, I believe, Gaelic for dog doodoo on my shoe. In the meantime, how long have we been trying to do this? This has been going on a long time. None of the women in the front row here have been around for more than two or three years, but some of the guys have been here for a hell of a long time. But all kidding aside, think about it. That's all he's going to keep saying, all kidding aside. 
to be all serious, because this is just the display. I've got hours of this. I'm not going to put you through it, but it's just unbelievable. How much are your monthly bills? And after they're all paid, how much do you have left for necessities? Necessities are part of your monthly bills, you freaking moron. See what it's like when you never work or never have to pay for anything, and your whole life is spent just lying while stealing behind the curtain? He doesn't even know how to speak. See if you could follow this, Well, How much are your monthly bills, and after they're all paid, how much do you have left for necessities? It's enough. Is enough. Is there enough left over just to give you a little bit of breathing room? Since Joe Biden is in office, the value of your currency is down 18 percent, 19 percent. Cost of everything is through the roof. And yet they're going to tout as if they're bringing you some sort of breathing room or there's some sort of an economic policy here. One of the things that we have seen is that congressional Democrats continue to do the trickle down economics, which we don't we know it doesn't work. Right. And the second dumbest person in all of government, the most obvious affirmative action hire that we've had, and we've had some real beauties, uh, Sideshow Bob, KJP, what she's trying to say is Republicans advocate for what they have called trickle-down, which merely means that people who make money keep money, versus the government stealing it and then pretending to make things better, just like they do in Chicago. Same party, same stupidity, same affirmative action morons in charge. So the CBO yesterday said that the budget deficit um, totaled $1.7 trillion, which is an increase from $300 billion from last year. Um, so let's just see. Th- these are all fluffed up numbers from the government. Even the government can't keep our economic failure quiet anymore. They're saying it's $1.7 trillion in a deficit. Deficit is a fancy word for you're fracking bankrupt. Deficit means you make less then you're obligated and you promise to keep spending. Okay? So it's really $2.3 trillion, but let's play along with these numbers because they're Democrats and they're stupid. They're saying it went from $300 billion to $1.7 trillion. Now, unless you went to CPS, you know that that's a tremendous increase. Here's KJP. Um, why did the deficit increase if the U.S. economy is doing so well, as President Biden has said? So a couple of things. As you know, the president has, when it comes to um, the deficit, he has done a record amount of work in reducing the deficit. And-, and it doesn't matter. The lies continue. So when I see what's going on in the Middle East and you hear this spin on it, am I going to entertain you with the thoughts of the Democrat mafia, members of the Fourth Reich, who have been lying to us since the time Barack Obama won the office. You know, you could argue they always lied, but it was never more obvious whose side they were on. The Fourth Reich, the Chicago Olinsky mafia, headed up by Barack Obama. And these idiots you see before you, they're not Joe Biden's pick. Joe Biden was just another apparatchik. They are Obama's pick. For instance, whoever heard of this, Robert Malley. I think it would be a mistake to think of Iran, Russia, and Turkey uh, forming an axis. I'm sorry, what did he say? He thinks it would be a mistake. That's exactly what happened. See, this is how he was elected, or how he he wasn't elected. He was put into a position of power. Who put him there? Barack, who likes him big and round. And now we're all stuck with him. U.S. President Biden has named one of the original negotiators of the 2015 Iran nuclear deal to spearhead the new administration's efforts to revive diplomacy with Iran as its special envoy. Robert. So how did it work? How did it work? We all saw the only time Iran living back in the seventh century, beating, torturing their women, their wives, their daughters, idiots that they are. 
The only time we didn't hear from him was when Donald Trump was in office. So all you're getting today is what would have happened had the Duchess of Chaffington secured the office, because these are all the same players. Alley is a career diplomat who served both the Obama and Clinton White Houses. He was also at the table, seated across from the Iranians, when the 2015 deal was finalized in Switzerland. Mali is now entering one of the most perilous and politically divisive challenges facing the U.S. government after four years of rapidly worsening relations between the two. By the way, where's Steve Scalise on the Iran deal? Where was he when this was going on? Where was he? Did he defend Trump? I don't remember Steve Scalise saying guts. In the meantime, what I do remember is once again, the Democrats wrong is what they want you to believe. But diabolically corrupt is what that really happens. I think it would be a mistake to think of Iran, Russia, and Turkey uh, forming an axis. I think there's a congruence of interests on different issues at different times, certainly in terms of containing uh, the Kurds. Turkey and Iran have a common interest. In terms, They did none of this. None of it. All they did is, is, is absolutely 180 degrees wrong. But what they did is even worse. What you're seeing today was financed by this idiot. This idiot was financing it under Barack Obama. They finance it now. And all of these third world hellholes that have zero gross domestic product, that produce nothing, that live on murder and mayhem and charity. All of these third world hellholes where they're walking around in those costumes with all beards and no mustaches and their wives in the beekeeper costumes. All of them exist on our welfare and they continue to give money. And what's more sickening is when the Democrats, who happen to be Jewish, rich American Jewish people, like Dan Goldman. Now, you don't really know Goldman as his name, because his grandpappy peppy was Levi Strauss. He is the Levi Strauss heir. And here is what he has to say about funding terrorists, which is his party's mission, as he, ironically, a Jewish American and member of the Fourth Reich. What's going on in the war in Israel really quickly? Obviously, the administration was up here briefing today. Um, there's been a question about if Iran had any involvement here. Do you think Iran has a, has played a role in the terrorist attacks that happened on Israel started over the weekend? Well, there's no question Iran has played a role because Iran is the primary funder and supporter of Hamas. So by ex- and who, who, who who's the primary supporter and funder of Iran? Hey, you dummy. Is it us? Extension, yes, of course, uh, Iran has played a role. Uh, I think it still remains to be seen whether and to what extent uh, Iran may have been specifically involved in this operation. uh, And we'll wait for further intelligence to come out before. You need further intelligence? You can't see any evidence at all. The evidence is the attack itself, you fracking moron. How much do those weapons cost that they fired? And then the mayhem they did afterwards. You're still not willing to, t- to condemn or talk about or annihilate? New horrors are emerging from the communities where Hamas went on a bloody killing spree. After finally wresting back control of Kfar Aza Kibbutz, a small farming community, Israeli security forces say terrorists took brutality to a new level, decapitating children, including babies. You see the babies, the mother, the fathers in the bedrooms in the protection rooms and how the terrorists kill them. It's not a war. It's not a battlefield. It's a massacre. Karen Fl- Now, Hamas has a caucus led up by Congresswoman with the face of a camel's ass named Rashida Talib, which is either 
Arabic for ass or shvinker, I can't decide. But Dan Goldman was asked specifically about Rashida Tlaib. What's he say? Support for the Palestinians. When you have protests in New York City where they have swastikas, when you have even your colleague, respectfully, Rashida Tlaib, has not been as forceful against what's happening. Um, How do you go back to the to the hill and try to get them to rally for the Israeli people? Uh, look, there, there are fringe parts of, uh, of many different parties. Uh, there are conservative marches in the South with swastikas all the time. Anti-Semitism is rampant. 100%. So what do you I, I say condem- to your party? What do you say to... I've had conversations with them, and, and uh, you know, Representative Ocasio-Cortez has condemned both that rally and the Hamas attacks. And what we're talking about here is terrorism. Yeah. He asked you about Tlaib. You know, the Hamas caucus in our own government. And you don't want to say it. None of them want to say it. They want to avoid it. Because then they have to admit that not only did Soros work for the Third Reich, but there are a lot of American Jewish people who work for the Fourth. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show. Where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM 560. The answer. I don't know, Squirrel. We heard uh, Ali Ali Oxen free and... I heard that all day yesterday. You remember that? Allah Akbar! Allah Akbar! Allah Akbar! Allah Akbar! celebrating in the streets, blowing the horns. They loved it. They loved the big attack. They loved the fact that the rapists, savages, beheading the babies. They loved it. They thought that that low-life scumbag who crawled in the well to hide 1,200 years ago, he's going to come out. Well, today I got news for you. He ain't coming out. Where's all the horn blowing? You hear any horn blowing? You hear any? I don't hear any of that. Exploding just feet away from the entrance of a hotel used by media and international aid organizations. You have to forgive me. This is the new media from BBC. And now we're gonna we're gonna fluff up that and the celebrating and the beheading. We're gonna we're gonna fluff it now. Now they're just like me and you. They're oppressed. Sure, they haven't developed toilet paper in 73 years, but they're oppressed. This video captures the full power and force of Israeli bombs being dropped on Gaza. The onslaught is relentless. They should have thought about that. See, they've been warned over and over and over again, but they were very secure. You know why? They have a Hamas caucus right here in America. We've been funding these savages. For decades, they got Congress people, they got all kinds of people in high places, and now they don't want to ask any questions, do you? Face of a ca- of a camel's ass, Congresswoman Talib. Terrorists have um, cut off babies' heads and burned children alive. Do you support Israel's rights to defend themselves against brutality? We're just going to go through here. You can't comment about Hamas terrorists chopping off babies' heads. We don't need your comment. You know why there? Face of a camel's ass. 
We got Israel. We got Israel's comments. Around the clock, with no difference between day and night. That's how a senior Israeli Air Force commander described the bombardment of Gaza. It's okay. We didn't even come in with the grounds. Oh, we got the ground. And here's the other thing. Everyone, oh, what are you crazy? Don't you feel bad? No, no, no. You were warned. You were told to get the hell out of there. You didn't want to get out of there. We have no intention to harm civilians. Unlike Hamas, they commit a double war crime. They target civilians, and then, like cowards, they go and hide behind civilians as human shields. So- well, they are cowards. They're waiting for their god that hid in a well. Coward. And they think if they kill enough of you people, he'll come crawling out. I wonder if he's going to be smarter than Joe Biden. I got 50, says he can form a better sentence than Joe Biden. Mike, Chicago. Yeah. uh, One thing I haven't seen anywhere is where did the guys train on those paragliders? San Francisco. They stayed at Nancy Pelosi's house. Her husband used to take him to the beach in his Speedo. He liked to watch him get dressed. And they trained right by the cliffs in San Francisco, right off the Golden Gate Bridge. they, 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 They trained. Yeah, but, I mean, shouldn't they have brought up some flags? If they're doing it in Israel, definitely. But if not, where did they train at? I'm more interested in just where the money. You see, this they, they have nothing. They do nothing. They produce nothing. Where's the great artworks of the Palestinian artists? Where's the great philosophy of the Palestinian philosophers? Where is it all? Where's the industry? Yeah, they got nothing. They, they, they live to die. You understand you're dealing with people who think they're going to get virgins because they chop off the heads of babies. And you want to reason with them? No. It's time for that now to be Israel also. We'll put a Ritz-Carlton on Gaza. It's got a nice pitch. beach. We'll fix that sewer problem, you know, because they haven't been able to fix the sewers for 73 years, the geniuses. So I think we can, I can think we can freshen it up in about six months. we got about a six months rehab there. Thank you very much. Brian and Gurney. Hey, Sean. Good afternoon, man. Uh, and I know you're fired up. I'm fired up, too, man. Uh, Talita Shalif, if, if Donald Trump's supporters were to do what she did, you'd be you'd pay a bottom dollar. She'd be going attacking them. And the reporters were, were asking questions about Donald Trump's uh, uh, deal with this. Also, Stephen Shalif, what, what, I don't like that deal with him being the Speaker of the House. Listen to me. This is a fracking game, brother. There was never a risk to the game. We had a, we had a little window. We had a couple of people say, that's enough. The game's got to stop. Steve Scalise will get in. The continuing resolutions will continue. This low-life moron has been sitting there for, what, 15 years? 15 years. Did you ever see him in the front of any fight against the debt? In the fight of any removal of Obamacare? Did you ever hear him, aside from the fact he got shot? See, when he got shot, they'd actually covered up a scandal. He was embroiled in a scandal. He went to go talk to a couple of scallywags back in Louisiana. You know what else you don't know? I can't decide if it's 7,000 square foot or 10,000, the house he lives in. You see, because before he was elected to Congress, he was nothing. Now, all of a sudden, he's a multimillionaire. Steve Scalise, man of the people. Uh, George Naperville. Sean, I'm hoping Biden doesn't pull a Jimmy Carter and wait forever to before they try to get our Americans out of there. And I hope he makes a move. Here's the good news, George. We don't have to rely on this feeble, forthright, fascist, low-life, bagman, corrupt whore called the President of the United States. Israel's going to do what they have to do. And I hope they go into Iran and do the same thing there. Thank you very much. Uh, Gary, Chicago. Hey, Sean, is that me? It's you. Hey, Sean, I've been boiling since I heard this on the morning show. 
the U.S. The, the Amer, uh, yeah, U.S. did not fund this. The U.S. people, us, we funded this. The <laughs> yes. taxpayer funded this. And when people start and can can look at these videos that are out and say, my tax dollars went to help this, went to do this. People Absolutely. need to start thinking like that because this not, Robert Malley, you, this you, Robert you, Malley, you know where we funded got, it. You Robert Malley and Obama funded it. They started. And by the way, what they funded it for pales in comparison to what Biden just did. Pales in comparison. Yep. And in the meantime, I'm going to have them tell me, oh, it, it, it doesn't matter. Of course it matters. Here's the good news. Israel's in charge and the bombing. They don't know if it's day or night. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. I am 560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Did you know, Squirrel, at the time of Yasser Arafat's... Or how old are you? You're a young kid. Do you remember Yasser Arafat? He looked like a carp with a, with a dish towel on his head. Did you ever see that fish-faced son of a dog? At the time of his miserable death, may he burn in hell. The entire GDP of so-called Palestine, the entire GDP was $4.6 billion. The whole country produced $4.6 billion. Do you know what he had? His family lived in Paris. Do you know what that family's bank accounts, in his family's bank account, none of them worked. Why would you? You know what they had in their bank accounts that they found? $1.3 billion. And yet the Palestinians love that carp with the napkin on his head. In the meantime, this is all funded by us. It's really that simple. We fund it. We're the ones who give dollars to these third world. Say, if what is the Iranian dollar? What would that be worth, Charmin? Yes, maybe that specific dollar with that serial note, uh, the serial number, uh, or that euro with that serial number on it, can't be used to fund terrorism. But the fact of the matter is, and you guys know this, no. is that it allows or it frees up money that Iran has already inside its own country to use for other things. So they don't have to spend that money on so let me non-sanctioned items. Let me say two things about that. One, the reason... Does everybody in the, in the entire administration sound like they ride a horse side saddle? Does everybody got a little sugar in the tank? I read this exact quote is I have heard a number a, a, a fair bit of criticism about this money, including from the person who said this in November of 2018. And I thought it's fair to point out that this money was first allowed to accrue into these accounts under the Trump administration. Well, and that's and that's a point you did. And there are a number of people who have had a lot to say about this the, uh, the last few days who have convened. The accounts were frozen, Sally. The accounts were frozen. You know, they, they, this is the whole thing. What do you think? What do you think the investments look like in Iran? I mean, the only reason they even know how to pull the oil out of the market is because out of the ground is because the American government tried to break up American oil companies and they took their little technologies and they went to these third world hellholes where all the marriages are between cousins and they turned these inbred morons into multi-billionaires. That's how it worked. In the meantime, why are they getting dollars? Why are they getting dollars? Give them their Ragnar, whatever the hell they have. What's a condo in Iran go for? What do you think, Squirrel? Can you get one for about eight, nine hundred dollars? One with a nice view. Conveniently forgot that fact, which is why I thought it was important to remind the world. The second thing I will say is that Iran has, of course, always funded terrorism. Uh, they have always funded malign activities in the region, and that's why we have always taken action to hold them account. But you just gave them six billion dollars. So then, why are you giving them anything? If you know that, why do you give them anything? 
because you like the game, because it covers up the other evidence we had, that this crooked bastard you call president is nothing more than an asset from these corrupt governments around the world. Wasn't he on the Iranian payroll? I think he was. Uh, Jim and Lyle. Sean, that side saddle riding State Department spokesman's name is Matt Miller. And basically, I know. I don't like to say their names. I feel dirty afterwards. Go ahead. I know. I agree. But basically, that was an admission. His word salad included an admission that, yes, we know. We, <laughs> no. we are giving terrorists $6 billion. Mm-hmm. Huh? We're also giving but them the- money through a, different, a variety of different organizations. We're funneling them money through our Congress. They pretend it's charity. Why do they need so much charity? Why, do, why does everybody need charity? Ah, we got to have I got to give you. Let's give them some deodorant. We're going to give them some. Can we do that? You know what? My dad always said charity begins at home. That's all I can say. Please. And then they go hide under the kids and the old ladies. And then they tell you, oh, you're blowing up the kids and old ladies. You think you're fooling anybody? You you guys with no mustaches. You think you're fooling anybody? Hey, where's your God crawling out of the well? Did you happen happen to see Steny Hoyer, the former majority leader in the House's comment about whether he thought Rashida Tlaib's activities recently were okay? And his response was, well, she yes. is Palestinian. I saw it. Like, and, he, and then he said, you know what else he said? He, he was going to say, I have a Dutch flag outside my office, but then he remembered he, he doesn't. He said he has one in the office. But, you know, anything that comes out of the mouth of a Democrat means God's on ghoul. Frickin' liars and thieves and roaches. By the way, Steny Horner, Hoyer, I couldn't help but notice he's got a very expensive suit. What did he ever do for money? Mario in Elmwood Park. Hey, Sean. Hey, Mar. Sean, I love you, love your show. Don't cut me off right away. Make no guarantees. You know, listening to all this stuff with Israel and everything going on, it breaks my heart. It really does. But you know what, Sean? We can't forget, we got terrorists right here in Chicago. Oh, yeah, we do. You you know, you and it. Are you kidding me? Of course we do. Who's the email? Wait a minute. We 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 got settlements here now. But what I will do that I, I, here's what I will do. I will tell you this, Mario. I don't condemn the religion. I condemn the radical. All right? Because you and I, I'm going to assume you were baptized Catholic like me, right? Absolutely. Okay. Do you think that I think that that moron, Marxist, communist bastard pretending to be Pope is the man of God and anything he says is infallible? Do you think I buy that for one minute? Do you think I don't want to drag the priests that were hurting the kids behind my car like cans at a wedding, just like you do? So I don't condemn anybody because they're born into a religion, because believe me, I wouldn't have picked that one, and I'm sure you wouldn't either. Now, it has great things, and I have great family members that go to my mother-in-law, who I love more than life itself, goes every day and all of this stuff, and that's fine for her. But I don't condemn just the people in the religion, but I will condemn the morons. I'm not not condemning anybody. I believe in all religions. Everybody, religion is a geographical thing. That's what it is, okay? You have different religions because the world was huge back then. They needed morals and ethics. I reject zealots in all religions, all the zealots. You know, it's funny, Mario, a friend of mine when I was back in the neighborhood, a friend of mine just last week showed me a video of the uh, Israeli guys with the, with the stuff on their hair. They, they're young kids with the curls on the side of their head, the Hasidic Jews. And there's a, there was a video that was circulating, ironically, just a week before all this happened, of these young kids spitting on Christians in Israel that were celebrating the cross. But what, the difference is this, Mario. These were moron kids. They were 14, 15 years old. Now, you remember if they would have tried that in Melrose Park or Elmwood Park, they'd have got the taste slapped out of their head. That little curl on the side would have been all straightened out. But they got away with it. 
right? And they were meant, oh, look at the Jewish guys. Are No, these are Jewish kids, and they were spitting. What we saw were barbaric savages raping, cutting off the heads of babies. Now they all must go. They all must go. And you want to have a conversation afterwards? Maybe when you get up to civilization. You don't have to come all the way to the 20th century. But what do you say you come up to, like, the 16th? Can you do that, you morons? That's the difference. Thank you very much. And the ones who are here are peaceful. I didn't cut you off. i got to go to commercial break. We'll be back after this. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM 560. The answer. You know what? Studio Xanadu. It's funny. Chicago's a national punchline. Always has been. Tell people you're from Chicago, Crook County, and they, they laugh at how corrupt and open and stupid the people are in Chicago. Right now in Chicago, on three TVs here in Studio Xanadu, they've got the Palestinian... Uh, supporters that are out by Buckingham or out by the by the library and pro-Palestinian. You see, there, there there's hundreds of people. Do they all not know? Are they all too stupid to know what happened the other over the weekend? New horrors are emerging from the communities where Hamas went on a bloody killing spree after finally wresting back control. Of- now Hamas is Palestine. It is the government, and I can't help but notice all of these people who are here. They look all nice. They have North Face jackets on. How do you think you'd live if you were back in Palestine? Because it doesn't look nice there. In the meantime, do you even know what happened? Kafar Aza Kibbutz, a small farming community. Israeli security forces say terrorists took brutality to a new level, decapitating children, including babies. See, and now you're going to you're getting and you're going to get your asses handed to you. And you didn't care when Yasser Arafat from the PLO, stole all the money in your entire country. You didn't care that his family lived in, 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 in Paris. You're like BLM, and you don't care about the, the, the real estate spree they all went on with the money from BLM. And now you're, 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 you have signs up that say, Viva la Palestine? You are, you are. That's stay in Chicago. Stay in these Democrat sewers. By the way, how's that, how's that going? The city opened its books today for the first time in a while, and the picture wasn't pretty. There's a $538 million deficit. And it turns out Brandon Johnson's new budget, it adds another 263. Oh, you guys are going to be fine, because you could afford a billion-dollar deficit. Bust-outs, morons. Uh, Cara, Orlando, Florida. Sean, I'm just... You know, these, these soft conservatives. What about the people in Palestine? They're, they're trapped in the Gaza Strip. Go on Amazon and buy a map for $18. It leads to Egypt. I want to know, why isn't Egypt opening they, their border? You have, uh, Egypt, you have Lebanon on the other side. And, and, and Israel said to you, right after, the, you're going to want to move. And now it's going to be a trivia question. In 100 years from now, it'll be a trivia question. And it should be. Because you had 73 years. And you don't have sewers that work? Why don't you have sewers that work? You're blaming Israel? The ones you have are the ones that they put in there out of charity. Because that's how they live. Charity. Don, I love your tone. I love your attitude. Keep it up. We need to hear it. And and people need to think straight. Please, I'm so sick of these moron Democrats. They ruin everything they touch. I don't care if it's a little tiny neighborhood. They ruin it. All their friends drive around. By the way, what's going on in in the big city? 
Here we go. And also today at council, Mayor Brandon Johnson unveiling his plan for the budget in this upcoming year. Dane Placco here to break down some of the numbers here, Dane. Yeah, Anthony, this is Brandon Johnson's first budget as mayor of Chicago, and he's calling it the people's budget. A bold oh, people's budget from a guy in a $6,000 suit who was on a payment plan for his water bill balance plan for fiscal year 2024, but it does not contain many of the progressive tax and fee proposals that Johnson espoused on the campaign trail. Why? Because the people with an IQ over 60 who make money would move out. So what you did is even worse. You guarantee spending increases and you have no intention on, on paying for any of it. Mayor Johnson outlined his $16.6 billion budget plan before a meeting of the city council this morning. That's about $236 million more than the budget passed by former Mayor Lori Lightfoot. You mean the one that produced the $600 million deficit and you're going to spend another two and change? You morons. You're absolutely a joke and a punchline. Jim and Mokina. Hey, Sean, love the show, brother. I'm a small business owner. Live in Mokina. I'm locked and loaded. Just want to give you a history. I had my uncle served in World War II. I had another uncle in the Battle of Midway. And I just want to ask a question. Where are all these Me Too movement people that after people are killed and raped all over the other... Oh, they're on the side of the Palestinians. They're on the side of the baby beheaders and, 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 and the rapists. They're on their side. Uh, you know what, Sean? And you know what? I used to believe in this. But I don't. I don't anymore. And I'm just going to I'm going to live my life and I'm going to protect my family. But I this Biden administration, you know what? Pray for Trump. Just pray for leaders. Jim, you know what I you know what I want to tell you, brother, if you were my cousin or my relative or my friend, I tell you, you listen, I know you're a businessman there and you just think you can't do it. Get the hell out. Thank you very much, because when they're celebrating this, you're a national punchline, a national punchline. Terry Dyer, Indiana. Hey, Sean, I hope everybody sees what happens here. And your Second Amendment right is probably the most important one on the book. Please. Because those people had no way of defending themselves. And I guarantee if some bullets were flying back at them, it might have been a little bit different. Terry, I, I, bought, I went down here. I, I went shopping for a couple of toys. And my, in the store was packed. I talked to the guy. He said, I've never seen it like this. It's incredible. Down here, they're buying them like you can't imagine. And, and when you pay for it, you get it. You're walking out of there. You, and, and these are old people from the Midwest, from New York, from whatever. They are locked and cocked. Thank you very much. The greatest weapon salesman in history, I thought, was Obama. It turns out it's Biden and his foreign policies. 312-642-5600. We'll be back. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so Donald Trump had some very, very good policies and some bad policies. For instance, I didn't like Operation Warp Speed. I didn't like that policy. Where Donald Trump really succeeded was foreign policy and domestic energy, which ironically are attached. But foreign policy, the best foreign policy president of my lifetime, better than Ronald Reagan, in my opinion. 
My next guest was instrumental in it. You see, for decades, she's been a security advisor to Congress federal agencies. She was the former deputy national security advisor to the winner of the 2020 election, which I like to say, President Donald Trump. She is Victoria Coates. Victoria, how are you? Victoria? Victoria. All right, we don't have Victoria. Uh, we will effort to get her back. Squirrel, you know what's going on? All right. We're going to uh, effort to get Victoria. Oh, she's there. Hi, Victoria. How are you? My, my apologies, Sean. Uh, I am doing very well. Good this to be is- with you. I wish it was under different circumstances. Well, I, I kind of don't because you're exactly who I need on the show today. You're exactly who I need <laughs> today because you truly were involved in what I think is the best foreign policy this country's had. And it was a policy of security for America first, and it had nuances. But the way I see our foreign policy is a system of bribery, where we buy people to like us. We have these schemes, and then we give them money through the back door, and we pretend that they're giving us money or buying our debt, when the reality is it's welfare warfare. And uh, I need that to change. But what we're experiencing now is the ramifications of terrible policies. And who thought it was a good idea to give money to a theocracy who thinks that the life is better on the next life after they kill a couple of people that don't subscribe to their religion and they walk around like it's the sixth century? Who thought that was a good idea? Well, apparently President Biden did and his national security advisor and his secretary of defense and secretary of state. I mean, they have been pursuing this policy, obviously, from day one. Uh, in, in terms of Biden and, and Blinken and Jake Sullivan, they all pursued it aggressively during the Obama administration. And so, you know, we everyone is rightly upset about the $6 billion ransom that was just paid to Iran. But that's not what financed this, uh, Sean. What financed this was the fact that the that Biden directed his administration to stop enforcing sanctions on Iranian oil sales on yeah. day one. And so they've gotten tens and tens of billions of dollars. I've heard 70 billion used over the last two and a half years. And this is how we spend it. We know this. This is what they did during the Obama administration. They took all the money from the original deal and they spent it on regional mayhem. And it's happened again. You know, know, once shame on them, twice shame on us. Yes. And these are listen, this is Barack Obama's third administration. We know that. But this is really goes back to the policies of the 70s, in my opinion, and the uh, allowing the formation of a cartel to control the most important commodity on the planet in OPEC. And the beauty of Trump and the beauty of what he was doing, it was a two-pronged effect because he massively drove down the cost of the most important commodity on the planet, oil. And he did that through giving American companies the power to produce instead of this scheme we have where we divert them to enrich these third-world theocrats who can never get out of the Stone Age without us. Iran should never be rich because they are living as if it's the third century. They don't take their money. It's not quality of life for their citizens. They rule in this sick, twisted zealotry of a religion of nonsense, in my opinion. And you can't give them money because their goal is to kill anyone who doesn't subscribe to that. And that's a problem as far as I see it. A hundred percent. And I mean, I guess the one thing I'd parse there is Iran should be a wealthy country. It should be a wealthy, oh. cultured United yeah. States and well, friend to Israel, quite frankly. I mean, Cyrus the Great saved the Israelites. There's a history. Well, they were. 
We're the ones that did this in, a, in an ironic, twisted way. I mean, we're the ones that allowed for the first uh, theocrat to get in there. And, 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 and then we never really correct those foreign policy failures. And the problem is we don't have an actual policy that's steeped in principles the way I see it. It's, it's subjected to an administration. And when you look at the success you and Donald Trump had in a very short period of time, it gives you optimism for the future. But the reality is if we keep this system of warfare welfare, it's going to be terrible. What you're seeing now might be an appetizer. No, absolutely. And I think if we go back to the energy point, when when we took the Iranian exports as close to zero as we could, you know, there was a legitimate concern about spikes of energy prices here at home. Nobody wants that to happen. And President Trump said to us, you, you and Larry Codlow was the, the spearhead of this, let's get this organized so it doesn't happen. And they put together the regulatory program. So our domestic production would go up. And we worked with the Saudis. As you said, they have a cartel. They can turn a tap. That's certainly convenient. We don't have that. But we have other tools that we could deploy. And we worked with them. And there was barely a blip. And everybody, including even the communist Chinese, had plenty of licit product on the market to buy. They're always going to cheat. But they took their cheating down to the de minimis because there was plenty of supply. And they thanked us. So this can be done. It doesn't have to be this way. And you know, Victoria, what sickens me is that we pretend some of our systems or our sanctions are, 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 are not being circumvented. Russia is far more successful um, than they were prior to our support for the most corrupt country, the way I see it, in Europe, in America, I mean, in the world, arguably, Ukraine. And they're circumventing it. And we never really wanted to explore that. I don't think that any of this would have happened if Donald Trump would have remained in office because he had a primary understanding of exactly what the issue was and how to make things better for America. When you see that he's gone now and the chaos that we're watching in in, in the Middle East, we're lucky it's not worse because we've got another problem in Africa and the Americans are ignorant to it. We have absolute chaos. We have the de dollarization around the world and all of this stems back to a corrupted incompetent foreign policy doesn't it oh a hundred percent and if you look at the biden administration this sort of thinking is crystallized in my mind in the last couple of days in 2021 we had the catastrophe of the botched surrender of afghanistan and in 2022 we had the disastrous putin invasion of ukraine and in 2022 we have this awful Hamas-Iran attack on Israel, and the situation is just a disaster. So, you know, what's going to come in 2024? And for those of us who have been skeptical of the president's decision to pour hundreds of billions of dollars into Ukraine, the, I mean, the, one of the main points was there might be another front opening up that we have exclusive responsibility for. And yes. unlike Ukraine... Israel, I mean, Israel does have, let me qualify this, Israel does have wealthy neighbors. They're not wealthy neighbors that are going to contribute to their defense. No. no Ukraine has wealthy neighbors that should be contributing to their defense. You know, Victoria, we be in the lead? What shocks me is that I remember when the fall of the Soviet Union happened. I'm, I, I've always been fascinated with the idea how government supremacists have been able to turn people into slaves. So I paid attention to the history of the Soviet Union and Russia before that and the angst between Ukraine and Stalin and all the rest of it. Paid attention to all of it. The funny thing is we never for one second thought to ourselves maybe we're on the wrong side of things. Because during the fall of the Soviet Union, there was a big push to embrace Vladimir Putin. 
George Bush had him over at the farm. They were folk dancing. They were talking about going to Siberia. I remember it all. In fact, I remember when Wall Street said, you know, this Russia is onto some real foundational advances, and maybe American hedge funds and American investors should take a look at some of the Russian companies. And they did. And tens of billions of dollars poured in, and everybody did well. Joe Biden acquires the office, and they seize all of that money. You know, that has never been addressed. What about the $50, $80 billion of American investment money that was seized? Who took it, and where is it? And why, why didn't we ever question, could we be on the wrong side of things if, after all, Joe Biden admitted to bribing the country, leveraging a policy to get a prosecutor ejected? Shouldn't we maybe have second-guessed the, the, the move by the current administration to support the, the only country that celebrates Stefan Bandera? Well, 100%. And, you know, I, I can go on for way too long with you about the corruption of the Bidens and how the fact the three countries that come up when we talk about the Biden criminal enterprise are Russia, China and Ukraine, uh, which you might have noticed are in the, in the news occasionally these days. But the other problem we have is what I refer to charitably as the Republican foreign policy blob. I prefer to oh. talk about national security, but the Republican blob, and bear in mind, these are all the George H.W. people oh. who brought us chicken Kiev, who brought us a cent of Russia, and say, oh, we're not going to spike the ball after the end of the Cold War. We don't want to humiliate Russia. Well, guess who watched that? Vladimir Putin. And he didn't think that he had lost. And so this is what comes out of that kind of appeasement. So there's plenty of blame to go around on both sides of the aisle for this. And the folks that are coming out and savaging the Heritage Foundation on the pages of the Wall Street Journal are the same folks that designed that policy for George H.W. Bush that got us where we are today. You know, this is all going to come back. I remember years ago I saw a documentary about Goldman Sachs, and it said, like, the devil and Goldman Sachs. I think it's going to be the devil and Prescott Bush, because all this really stems back to the old man, who ironically was a sympathizer with the Third Reich. And I can't help but notice, this is, to me, is the rise of the Fourth Reich. What we're living through is the rise of the Fourth Reich. And when you see this idea that all of this has stopped the investigation into such things as covid all of those things that helped take out Donald Trump in the last year, of which I, I, I have an argument with the way he played it. I think he should have fought back a little harder. However, the reality is he he represented an obstruction to the corrupt policy of welfare and warfare in our foreign policy. And that's what must be protected, because this distracts all Americans. And while this is going on, there are other nonsense going on. And there's the lack of investigation into the most corrupt, strongest government supremacist country in the world, China. We're not even talking about it anymore. And isn't that the real goal? Well, it really is. And I'll I'll tell you, one of the things we're doing at Heritage, because we're not spending 24-7 on Ukraine, is we are launching, actually bipartisan, shockingly, which shows you where this issue is with the American people, commission to investigate the origins of COVID in China and to come up with ways to hold China accountable. I mean, look what they did to the world. And when we're done with that, we can move on to the domestic response. And I agree with you, the Trump response was not everything it could be, but it pales beside what Biden did. Oh, yeah. And and so, you know, holding Anthony Fauci responsible for that, I'll do that all day, every day. And in fact, there was a big scandal that Rand Paul has been on it forever. And you see these individual players. 
I've always felt they're neutered, neutered by party politics. I was very excited when I saw Kevin McCarthy removed from the speaker. He's a step and fetch establishment whore. He always has been, in my opinion. I feel the same about Steve Scalise. I, 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 I'm not excited about Steve Scalise. In fact, I think it's a huge loss. Jim Jordan is a tenacious guy who isn't perfect, but nobody is. But at least he had a principle. You've dealt with these people up close. Are you excited about Steve Scalise? Well, you know, I, I think it is desirable to have a Speaker of the House. And, you know, Steve is somebody you can deal with in good faith. My closest friend in Congress is Chip Roy. Who very clearly I love that son of a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell him you said that. Tell him. Uh, we, we, we go back 20 years. So, uh, so you know, that's the kind of conservative. I worked for Ted Cruz for years with Chip. You know, so these are the people I want to work with and, you know, I think are our best representatives. You know, you so know. so it's, up, it's up to the conference who they choose. As, as a member of Heritage, I can't come down no, on the side of a of a candidate, but I, I, I would, I would like to have a speaker. Let's put it that way. Victoria, you know, in my, in my imagination, I think of, of the America getting back to the principles of Americanism. And it, I, ha- the only hope I really have now after watching the Romney control of the GOP and just my history of exactly what's been happening and the bastardization and the debt and the pay to play and the continuing resolutions and the mansions that they live in. When I say that, I mean Kevin McCarthy and, and Scalise. We need more Chip Roy's. We need more uh, guys who are, are married to the principles. And I'm wondering, do you think it's too late to hope for a, a breaking of the Republican Party and the idea that guys of integrity like Chip Roy, uh, uh, like so many other congressmen, even Rand Paul in the Senate, do you think I'm too optimistic when I say I want these guys to denounce the Republican Party? Well, I mean, I would say amen, brother. Uh, I think that, that we need to realize that there are elements of our party that are broken and that we, we desperately need to get back to these more constitutional principles. Yeah. And, I mean, particularly in terms of spending, that's another call we can do on that. Uh, but yeah. the folks that don't understand that our runaway spending and deficits is a national security issue, they would shock you. They're like, well, we can just spend the money. It's not that's- that much. They it's just infuriating, no, Victoria. It's got to stop. Because we broke the covenant we made with the, with the world after World War II. We did it. We did it. We bastardized our own currency. We have these political whores that have driven up the debt to an insurmountable and unimaginable amount. All it guarantees is the future taking of American money. And the rest of the world is starting to say, you're going to keep doing this. We don't want to deal with you. And I think they're right. Do they even ever even think of this? I don't think they do. I don't think I don't think they think about what they're spending as taxpayer dollars. I think they think about them as uh, just sort of an unlimited magical pot of money that they can spend however they want. And again, not to dump on exclusively on Republicans, but this goes back to George W. Bush and you know the the welfare agreement and all the other things he did with massive spending. And if we're going to be critical, I would say you know Obama and Biden stand alone in the spending, but but Trump could have reined it in, too. Yeah. And I am re- reassured as part of Project 2025 that a lot of the real budget hawks, uh, that, that Trump is listening to them now. Yeah. Uh, so, so whoever is our candidate next year, hopefully we'll have those folks giving them their best advice to get this under control. I needed him to do a Michael Corleone on it last year. 
my offer to you is this nothing. <laughs> and we would have won. In the meantime, Victoria Coates, I can't tell you how much I appreciate uh, you making time for me. I know how busy you are, but more importantly, I appreciate your history and your stand on principles. Victoria Coates, thank you. It's an honor. Thank you, Sean. And anytime. I mean, I appreciate you giving coverage to this story. It's It's very, very important. Oh, next we're having you on. We're going to talk about African oil and the dictators. I can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you very much for today. Sounds good. Take care. We'll be back with your calls and comments. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM 560, the answer. Yeah, you got yourself in a bit of a pickle. But you should have known that when you gave Barack Obama his third term. Now, really, he didn't win. He was going to win no matter what. They had the Democrat sewer areas like the one in Chicago that were going to guarantee and steal the election. But nobody looked at the infrastructure of corruption and stupidity. That these Democrats really are. Two countries under President Trump and crises that at one point brought them to the brink of war. It won't be easy. On Friday, one of the other men that was at that table back in 2015, Iran's foreign minister, Javad Zarif, reiterated Tehran's demand that it will not reverse the steps it's taken to revive its nuclear program unless Washington... You know what's a good idea, Squirrel? Let's give a bunch of guys who dress like it's before Christ, no mustache with the beard like the yard gnome, who think that they're going to get 72 virgins and the rest of it. Let's give them nuclear weapons on top of the billions. It'll be great. What could go wrong? How many radio shows in Iran or Palestine ever criticized the government? How many? Uh, not many. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Splendid. How are you? Good. What I wanted to say is... Uh... On all of these speeches that Biden uh, makes, he said how we uh, we have this unwavering uh, support for um, for Israel, right? And then in, in the Congress, we have all of these people who are condoning what's going on and how these uh, these uh, terrorists. Rich in in Minnesota, they yeah. have this the the town. I had the clip, I played it a couple months ago, where they do that five dead, da, 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 da. what is it called, uh, right. uh, a squirrel when they yell, Ali, uh, oxen free? They, they, they do that five times a day from the loudspeaker in the right. town. That's where these areas are. That's who puts in uh, the congresswoman with the face of a camel's ass. Right, but what I'm saying is, don't you think these people in uh, Congress should be censured and uh, <laughs> thrown out of all the committees that they're on for, uh, Brother, for what they're saying? Marxists. I mean, they stick up for each other. They, they have, have a caucus. You're, you're arguing against the Hamas caucus. They're promoting yeah, that nonsense. And the best part of it all is they're women. Because, you know, if yeah, it's one thing Hamas is known anything. for, it's the treatment and it's the progress of women. Oh, yet it made a lot of progress since before Christ. Uh, they actually get to go outside. 312 <laughs> Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Democrats, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? 
I think it would be a mistake to think of Iran, Russia, and Turkey uh, forming an axis. I th- <laughs> you know what you need? You're so fracking stupid. You've been so wrong for your career. You need a promotion. Oh, you do. So we've got this idiot. Yes, I know. He'll be elected because people are used to seeing his crooked ass. They can't put two and two together and figure out he's a prostitute of policy. He not only is worth over $100 million, but he got it because he sold out to enemies of this country, both foreign and domestic. And in the meantime, he's going to be president. Sure, he can't tie his shoes or figure out why his socks are wet. However, the people of this country will vote for him, specifically Democrats, because we just tell them what to do, and they do it. You know, and as we uh, take these acts, I continue to call on Congress to pass what my friends in the front row here mostly support, junk fee, the junk fee, pre- pre- junk fee prevention act. Hard to say. Only for you, you fracking moron. In the meantime, once he's in, we're going to do whatever we want. You're going to love it. There won't be any consequences or ramifications, not for us, because we're on the side of enemies to this country foreign and domestic so don't worry when they start blowing themselves up they won't get the democrats only the bad republicans wendy reno nevada hi sean um before i even touch on my friend in israel and what's happening on the ground there i just have to say i am so thankful in a time like this that i am no longer in chicago (laughs) i took a really i took a um gander down facebook to see what my old liberal friends back there had to say about this conflict i I, i'm just (laughs) no i can't say i'm amazed it's on brand, but it's disgusting. Because they're not really liberal, Wendy. They're, they're, they're government no. supremacists. They're fascists. They're, they're supporters Absolutely. of this kind of mayhem. They have, they're too stupid to know the issues. For instance, Wendy, I just, I'm, I'm going to let you talk, but I want you to hear something. Yeah. I don't want to hang sure. up on you. I want you to hear what, okay. exactly what's going on with these savage beasts. So all day long I get texts from, from so many people about so many things and I try to do the matchmaking and every once in a while they send me a video and every once in a while they send me a a hard message but they got this message (laughs) that just absolutely broke me I'm gonna translate it to English someone sent me I gotta tell you a good friend of mine her son was missing at the rave at the party Today, she got a video from the terrorist murdering her kid and his girlfriend. He took the video in, his, in her son's phone and sent it to her through her son's phone. Now we got to kill everybody. Go ahead. And this is what I um, tried to tell people back in Chicago. My friend, Devorah, we've been friends since fifth grade in the 70s moved to Israel 25 years ago. She's never been so scared, and she's been through a lot of conflicts there. She said, Wendy, we have our bomb shelter. It is ready to go. But the problem is a bomb shelter was prepared for bombs coming overhead. We don't have a preparation for Hamas marauders tearing the door off and getting us on ground. So her and her her 29-year-old daughter right now have made a pact. If this does happen and the door is ripped off, 
they are going out. They're, they're not going to be taken hostage. They will go out screaming, kicking, biting until they're forced to be killed. So I told my friends in comfy Andersonville on Foster and Clark talking about the complications of this situation. It's not complicated, <laughs> no. dummy. No, it's, it's not, not complicated compl- at no, all. Not. You're dealing with morons who think if they kill Jews, they're cowardly God who crawled in a well 1,200 years ago. He comes out. And that's why they still dress in the same costume. So he'll recognize them. That's the only explanation for that costume. You morons. Dominic Glendale Heights. Yes, Israel has that no prisoner policy. Oh, I love it. Yep. I love it. That's the greatest greatest thing in the world. No prisoners, period. My uncle had the same one in World War II with the Nazis, and that's why he would ship home the different uniforms. He had three black ones and one gray one, all the guns and everything. That's how you do it. Yeah, and now we support Stefan Bandera and the Nazis. Rise of the Fourth Reich right here in Chicagoland. And it's starting to make sense, isn't it? And I couldn't help but notice BLM. BLM Chicago. Frickin' morons. Yeah, you are. And you're supporting this savagery, right? But then again, I started to think, who makes up this BLM? For instance, I went to high school with a tremendous amount of guys of color. I have a tremendous amount. Not a one of them needed this crime syndicate. You know why? They're all men of character. And they all made a ton of money. They all did very, very well and continue to do well. They didn't need this organization. But then again, nobody really does. Because if you can read or think, you kind of know what this organization is. It's another fracking scam for morons. New released tax filings show exactly how Black Lives Matter spent their donation money. William Lajeunesse has been digging through it all. What do you have for us, William? Well, Stuart, here you have $80 million foundation. Last year they had zero board meetings and one board member. So that's not oversight. But the scrutiny is over use of donor money to hire friends and family. So three. Boy, it's like it's like it's like Brandon Johnson's administration. Expenses stand out. BLM gave almost one million dollars to Damon Turner, the father of the co-founders, Patrice Cullors, child to produce live events. Eight hundred and forty thousand went to the, her brother, Paul, for security. Cullors also admits hiring her mother and sister to work at BLM's L.A. Now, you remember the founder. So she had to give a million dollars to the baby daddy. Go ahead, though. After all, you want him to show up on the weekends. You remember who she is, right, Squirrel? We actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. Trained Marxists? What are you guys, Marxists with millions? Ooh, I like that, Squirrel. We're going to go with Marxists with millions. What do you think they buy next? Car? Mansion? I don't know. Mansion. Mansion. I think it's important that people understand that while my brother is the head of security and my mom and sister did work at the property, it's not. What about the Marxists? Down with the people. Money for the people. No people? What about the people? Like, I literally, you know, opened up the bank accounts and was like, I'm bringing all my family and friends in. Folks had skill sets. Do you know what I love about moron Democrats specifically? These specific moron Democrats, they tell you exactly what they're doing. And they say, it's not like we did that. That's exactly what you did, fatso. BLM also paid Shaloma Bowers $2.1 million for consulting. He and two others now serve on the board. BLM spent $1.2 million lobbying to impeach President Trump and eliminate bail. Colors spent... How's that working out? Hey, in these, in these, <laughs> in these neighborhoods you pretend to, 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 to represent, how's it going? 
you morons. 73,000 on a private jet and use the L.A. mansion for two private parties. But later. So wait a minute. You're a Marxist and you fly on the private jet. You got the mansion with the parties. What kind of Marxist are? Oh, you're a Bernie Sanders Marxist. His fat-ass wife likes to cheat banks and steal the money, too. Reimbursed BLM for both. BLM dispersed $25 million in grants to 31 groups. They banked $41 million, including $32 million in stock. Support. What kind of Marxists trade stocks? You trade stocks? Huh. You guys aren't very good at being Marxists. Yeah, you're not really good at anything except lying. Supporters blame any accounting flaws on inexperience. You know what else makes me laugh? They support Palestine. Do you think that Iman is going to let them trade stocks if they were over in Palestine? No, they'd be living like the Palestinians, like slaves. See, that's what's really going on. How come they never want to free the people under the theocracies any more than they wanted to free the people under the Marxism in the former Soviet Union or in Cuba? But you're for the people, right? You're for yourselves, you self-enriching, self-aggrandizing frauds. You're Marxists. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Not every country is under this kind of siege. No, no, no. There are countries that have policies that prevent them from having this kind of siege. Now, we don't talk much about these countries. But here's a fantastic country. See, Elmwood Park, did you know this, Squirrel? Elmwood Park has a tremendous amount of Polish Americans, people who come from Poland. They arguably make the best Americans next to the Russians who make the best Americans. Everybody who lived under tyranny and uh, Marxism normally make the best Americans. However, they're starting to move back. Did you know that, Squirrel? It's true. See, they recognize the corruption in the Biden administration. They recognize the trajectory of America as they give up the principles of Americanism. And it's funny, I wonder, they must be having input into the new policies of Poland. Thank you, Mr. President. Dear leftists, I'm very happy to take part in this debate about democracy in Europe. So let me give you some example of very major democracy in Poland over a thousand years of, of tradition of Polish nation. Polish nation rejected you, dear leftists, eight times. Eight times in a row you have lost elections in Poland. So get used to it because you're going to lose again. That's number one. Let me give you some data about Poland and Polish democracy. The lowest unemployment in European Union is Poland. The highest GDP after COVID in European Union is Poland. One of the lowest debts in European Union is Poland. So don't give us this rubbish about the need of educated immigration, as we heard yesterday. We don't need your doctors. We don't need your engineers. Take them, take them all, and pay for them. We don't need them. You know why? Because there is a zero terrorist attacks in Poland. Why? Because, because there is no illegal migration in Poland. So don't give me this look. Don't give me these arguments about the populism, because this is a fact. This is your data from Eurostat. So we don't need your engineers. We don't need your doctors. Take them. Do not, do not, do not teach us. Do not, do not teach us about democracy, because we know what the democracy is. So learn from Poland. Be like Poland. Thank you very much. 
I'll tell you what. You tell me, Squirrel, that's not one of the greatest real estate commercials ever. If I spoke Polish, I'd be over there. Because you see what happens to the leftists everywhere they touch, like a formerly great city. The city opened its books today for the first time in a while, and the picture wasn't pretty. There's a $538 million deficit. The question now, how will Mayor Johnson tackle it in next month's budget? CBS 2's political reporter Chris Ty digs in. I know how he's going to do it, Squirrel. He's going to spend more money with no way to pay for it. That's what Marxist democracy leads to. Right, dummy? Bill on the south side. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, what the Hamas is doing, the same thing that the ISIS uh, groups are doing to the Christians and uh, others uh, that oppose them. Well, if they uh, played her cards right, maybe Joe Biden will give them a country the way he did the Taliban, who I guess they used to yeah. be terrorists, but now they're the yeah. good guys, the Taliban. Well, well didn't this uh, country have something to do with uh, the forming of ISIS? Which country had something to do with the forming of ISIS? Palestine? Our, our country, yeah. Oh, our country? We've been funding these yeah. terrorist organizations since we I, gave... We, the first country we gave them was Iran. Iran had an election, and they elected a national populist, but they didn't elect a theocracy. It was our CIA that put in the theocracy. 1953, All Bill, right. you remember that story. Right. How'd that turn I mean, out? I'm, How'd that turn out I'm for, the, for the people? Than you. I've been around a little longer. <laughs> oh, I know, Bill. Then you know what? You should stop calling me from the south side and move next door to me in Naples, Florida, yeah. where we don't have a lot of Democrats and we certainly don't have any Ali Ali oxen free. What is it they yell again, Squirrel? What is it that, that phrase is? No, the other one, the one you told me. Aloha snack bar. That's what you think they're yelling. That's what they yell down here in Florida. Aloha snack bar. But you don't hear that da, 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 afterwards, and nothing blows up. Back to Senator Tommy Tuberville, responding to what he says is a call for violence by General Michael Hayden's comments. He made this remark on social media. Someone asked if Tuberville should be removed from a Senate committee. Hayden responded, saying, quote, how about the human race? Now, do you know who Hayden is? Hayden is a Democrat, scum, Biden supporter. But the problem is he was the head of the CIA. You know who uh, Tuberville is, Squirrel? Tuberville is a, is a sitting senator, a Republican, who doesn't like the idea that they're putting in Marxist Democrat scum in charge of the military and the Pentagon. So he just basically said, nah, I'm not going to help you do it. So the CIA, ex-CIA director, says he should be erased from the human race. Huh. You mean like the uh, elected uh, president of Iran, now that you got the theocrats in there? How many CIA mishaps misappropriation of funds. How many things do we have to go through before maybe we stop and defund the CIA? I think that's really crossing the line. This is a C former CIA director, former NSA director of general of our military that's called for the assassination of a sitting senator. Uh, I don't care if it's me, just anybody. But here's a guy that's crossing the line and, and pointing at uh, some... Tuberville, be happy they didn't give you the back and to the left like they did JFK. Possible harm to United States Senator, and it's wrong. In response, General Hayden says he was surprised that so many people didn't like his suggestion. He says he stands by his view. Now you heard you heard what this what this moron said, right? Because that's not what he said at all. He called them MAGA nuts. Former CIA. You're worried about the Taliban? Worry about the frackin' Democrats. We'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. 
He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Here's some fun facts. You want some fun facts? Well, me too. Estate and gift tax revenue this year to the federal government is staggering. Staggering. It's $31,161,000,000 that the government has taxed estates and people who give gifts to their family. You know what the problem is? They didn't structure themselves properly. They certainly didn't get any consultation. My next guest specializes in this. He is Tom Fortino of Alpha Wealth. What's going on, Tom? How are you? I'm doing as best as I can in this crazy world, Sean. It's it's so disgusting what's going on because what you realize is, you know, you've got the tale of two worlds, right? You've got the deadbeat welfare roach who is the leech on the ass of society, and somehow that is the virtuous citizen who's protected by the government. The people of this country bought the idea that the real problem in America is that some people are good at making money, and we've got to figure out how to take it away from them. And when you look at the fact that Social Security is a Ponzi scheme joke, it's in debt to the tune of $1.3 trillion if we pretend that it's operational, which it isn't. Medicare, Medicaid, and all the rest of the welfare programs are destroying the nation. As you see, 7 million people come to the country illegally, more people than inhabit 30 states in the country. We're going to have to continue to expand that welfare roach program. How do people who don't want to be part of the government Ponzi scheme, how do they sustain themselves? How should they be setting themselves up now? And when I say this, I'm talking about young kids. Because if you don't do it, believe me, they're going to come after you. The Gestapo government is going to come after the money. They're already eyeballing 401k money. They have been for decades. Yeah, I mean, you have to take a look at, you know, I always ask the question. I do classes as well as the show. But, you know, I always ask the question, where do you think tax rates are going in the future? You, have, <laughs> you know, you, you, know you, have, you think they're going up? You think they're going down? Um, so you want to do some things today. You talk about younger people, and I would say really anybody of any age, Try to get as much as you can, and I know the rules can change, but, you know, try to get as much as you can in tax-free because the tax rates in the future, if they go higher, that's money that, uh, you know, the tax rate on it will always be zero. So I would tell anyone that's younger, and again, you don't have to be that young, try to consider putting money into either your Roth 401k or Roth IRAs. Right now, you've got till the end of the year, and keep in mind the Tax Cut and Jobs Act 2023 this year, 2024 and 2025, uh, it ends after 2025. So we basically have three more years where we can maybe try to take advantage of these tax rates, which, look, they're not, you know, I I think uh, I'm a flat tax guy, but the reality is these are historically lower tax brackets, the 12 and the 20. Oh, yeah. 24. So try to do some things you have until the end of the year. Uh, And this is, again, after, after December 31st, there's just two more years left. So maybe you know try to get some more money into your Roth 401k. You can, you can you can you can accelerate your payments. Call your company and say, hey, I want to double up my payments for the rest of the year. Put it all in a Roth, you know, and do the Roth conversion. HSAs, health savings accounts, every penny is tax free. In fact, you get a tax deduction when you put the money in, and and when you use it down the road for health care, tax free. Yes. So this is one way to make uh, to get the government out of your life. As much. I mean, I think people the, the the younger you are when you realize that the government's goal is to fail. Because it's within their failure lies their power. The more that they drive us into debt, the more that Social Security and Medicare are, are, are revealed to be bankrupt, the more they can actually tax us. There are no restraints on government. There, there's only stipends of, of when time is a little bit less onerous for the actual producer or moneymaker. And when you look at the, this is a devastating 
To me, this is a devastating number, the estate and gift tax. I mean, you're talking mm-hmm. billions of dollars. These are people that paid all their taxes, set themselves up, and because they were good at making money, they can't give it to their relatives. They have to pay taxes on it. When they die, mm-hmm. they pay taxes on it. This is just bad planning, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. If you just talk about the state of Illinois, because you have to keep in mind, estate taxes are, there's two potential, federal estate tax and then the estate tax or inheritance tax, whatever you want to call it, for the state of Illinois. The state of Ooh. Illinois, it's $4 million. Four million per person, okay. So you keep in mind life insurance is part of your estate too. Everything, add it all up. It's part of your estate. So What's um, the rate I of rate. an estate tax? Say you die and say you're like Pritzker's grandpappy, because all the Pritzkers after him suck at making money. But say you're like Pritzker's grandpappy and you're good at making money. And you acquire things and you pay off your debt and you worry about your family and you've accidentally bumped up to that over four million. What is the rate on after you've paid all those taxes? You see, this to me is what people mm-hmm. forget. The only thing you're really worth yep. is what you've acquired after you paid fifty percent in taxes. So what's the tax on that money then? Well, here's one thing about Illinois that's somewhat unique, among other things that are unique. When, it, when you know, we hear a $4 million exemption per person, a couple of things you have to be concerned about. Number one, if you go to $4 million and $1, it's not the $1 that's taxed. It's they the actually, whole thing. Yeah, they go back. <laughs> and they include, it's insane. But yeah. I just you need to be aware that it's called – is referred to as some people say it's a falling off the cliff. You go to that one dollar over four million, now they're going to go back and start to tax the rest of it. And you're talking, you know, depending on the amount, it gets a little complicated. But even if it's thirty, forty percent, you know, you could be handing over hundreds of thousands of dollars if you're to not these set idiots, up to idiots uh-huh. who bankrupted sta- the state. <clears throat> I mean, that's the part. You know, it's funny. This is, you know, when you when you make the decision of what you're going to do with your life, this is the argument you have to have. Because you have to realize all that you're doing is being made a sucker of in these areas. You really are. You're, you're a sucker. And the problem is this, is this is also the problem when you have um, the Democrats or, or, or idiots, government supremacists in charge of the federal government, because their real objective is to take your money. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, I it, mean, it's, it's, everything is taxed, right? You fill up your car, you turn on your lights. Uh, everything why do you think so life. many people just just go through life without thinking of that? You know, I, I, I have friends of mine, and I can argue that in these areas, you're far better off to rent than own. There's no question about it. But so many yeah. of them just go through the existence, and they're like, nah, there's nothing I can do. I'm all part of it. When the reality is, one of the richest guys I, I ever knew, I didn't really, I, I only met him, but he was a, a client of my accountant. He was a janitor in a school who barely spoke English, but he had come here when he was 20 years old. And what he did is he structured himself where whatever he would get a little bit of money, he would buy something, a condo, Mm -hmm. a building. And he didn't necessarily buy it all in Chicago, but he bought a lot in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Well, over the course of his life, he had acquired a tremendous amount of assets. Now he was an old man and he ate the same meal every day. But when he died, he had done what he wanted to do. He had provided financial security for his family. And my accountant's like, you see that guy? He was 187 units in a variety of different ways. I mean, you're talking about this guy was a janitor, never made over X amount of dollars a year. But because he positioned himself properly, he built family wealth. And if you do that, it doesn't really matter that your income is just mediocre. If you position yourself well, you can retire very well, can't you? It's true. I mean, it really comes down to discipline. If you can be disciplined to do it, I mean... You know, Sean, growing up, 
you know, if, whether it was your parents or your grandparents, they had a savings account, they had a home. I mean, there was a pension. There wasn't much. Somehow, you know, they raised a family of five or six kids. They, yeah. It's unthinkable today, right, what they accomplished and what can be done. So to your point, that's true. You know, you can put money away. If you look at just 401ks as an example, or if it's a real estate, whatever the asset is, if yeah. you can be systematic and disciplined, you know, some people, they, all of a sudden, they, you know, they come into my office and we sit down and they have 700000 in a 401k. That didn't happen by accident. That's yeah. because they sat down and they just said, I'm going to forget about it. It's coming out of my paycheck. That's it. You can do things like that and apply it to other things, whether it's real estate like you talked about. But you got to be disciplined. you got to commit to it, even like with the taxes. You know, I know we we have this rear view mentality. We do it on April 14th. Whatever. We get it in by April 15th. We don't want to ever look at it again. And, uh, and you know, you it's just got to be proactive on some of these things. Well, the, I, I, the staggering debt, you know, we talk about that, and I talk about that. Sometimes I do segments in entire hours on the national debt, which is a staggering, unfathomable amount. It really is. $33 trillion. It's, it's hard for anybody to wrap their mind around just how much that is, and the interest on it is a trillion now a year and the rest of it. But the other mm-hmm. staggering statistic that nobody talks about is that if you if you look at the family debt in this country it's half of that so think about that you have a national debt that's 33 trillion but the people who just go through their life have acquired 17.1 trillion this is by mm-hmm. the motley fool by the way they, and they released this for 2022 yeah. it's even more now uh-huh. but i'm giving you 2022 go down. so ultimately if these people die suddenly or crap out, or meet some stripper and give all their money away, this house of cards can come down very easily. And if you're not positioned properly, you're going to be caught up in that in that flush, aren't you? Well, you know, you think about it, and, and then you're not even counting unfunded liabilities, right? And right. I'm just, if you're I'm in just, Illinois, we, we're familiar with unfunded liabilities. Um, you know, there's another $100 trillion. It's been estimated $150 trillion just to pay for, you know, the people that haven't received Social Security yet, the Medicare, all these things. Those are, those are unfunded liabilities. So, you know, you just, I, it's, it's, this is just unsustainable. I mean, I don't know if anyone wants to argue that they're insane. You can't come out of this. There's things that we have to do. I think the only, I shouldn't say the only way, one of the only ways is, is through growth. You have to grow the economy. Exactly. And that's not going to happen. No. Under this, there's no catalyst that's going to occur right now. So the reality is, if you're in this right now, you have to think, okay, look, it's going to take two years to get a change of any significance. It's going to take two years. That's just it. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. is when you have to kind of manage yourself and your money and position yourself to sustain what's called stagflation, but what it really is is the absence of growth. You're going to have to figure it out. But yet, we say that, and then the market goes up, right? The war in the Middle East, the market goes up. Yep. But mm-hmm. people have to understand that's a double-edged sword because what that means is now it costs you more money to get out of the dollar and into an asset that's going up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I, yep. I agree. That's true. You got to, um, you know, you got to be careful right now. I think, you know, we're seeing the market continue. It's it's rallied a little bit recently. It was going down. There's all these prognosticators. You can't predict what's going to happen in this market. No. And that's really the thing. So you really want to design and build a portfolio that makes sense for you. You can you can nibble around the edges and look for opportunities always. But you can't, you know, you got to be careful. You can't just keep making big moves one way or another. Um, you're going to get burned. And so, um, you know, just take a look. I think on the fixed side, you know, you've seen the 10-year come back down a little bit. Um, but, you know, you can get money markets over 5% CDs. I still think that there's a place for that in the fixed. 
I would still hold bonds. I, I just, I'm not, a, I don't think interest rates. I'm just not a believer. Inflation and interest rates are coming down. Oh, brother. We'll never see it. You and I, well, you're younger than me. We'll, I'll never see it. We're never going to see rates like we did just three years ago. It's never going to happen. And the idea that you've sold this, this uh, line of bull dung to the people is the real, is the real problem because people refuse to realize money is just <clears throat> paper, but the value <clears throat> is fluid. And the, and the choices of a government who openly tells you, I'm going to make things suck for the vast majority of you, just until enough people can't afford to live, then we'll turn it back on. It's, 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 it's preposterous. And I'm curious, when you're around the people who are savvy in your business themselves, are they, are they kind of preparing for the fact that um, you're going to have to start to think about playing the downside rather than the upside all the time? You know, it's interesting. And you know, Sean, you turn on the TV, you can watch Fox Business, you go on CNBC, you'll hear two guys, one guy or one gal, or gal or guy, whatever. But anyway, some type of uh, manager, fund manager, and they'll one up say, I'll say, this market's going to rally. The job numbers are really good. There's no reason it can't continue. They see momentum in the market. And then two minutes later, someone gets on and says, you know, we're going down 20%. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's, you know, that's why I said, and the bottom line is you just can't predict it, right? You no. just can't. Nobody, no. I don't care what anyone says. You just cannot predict it. That's why, you know, um, you just have to be careful. So, you know, for anyone out there, the average investor, look at your portfolio, know what you own. There's things you can do that maybe, you, you know, you could take some of some off on the fixed, I mean, on the, on the equity side. If you want to say, look, I'm going to take maybe 10% off the table. Look, you can park it at a 5% rate. Yeah. And then wait here. I think I, I wouldn't. I don't know if I think about so much money in the market. I got to park it at a five percent rate if I'm lucky. And whenever I need uh, two thousand dollars to buy a car, I got to pay nine percent. Ta da! Yeah. I'm bankrupt. <laughs> I mean, you know. And with all your financial expertise, where do you think is a better real estate investment in the once great city of Chicago that now has a moron who increases spending without incre- even thinking about touching revenue or mentioning it? Or should we just go to the Gaza Strip and try to buy a condo and hope for the Ritz-Carlton to open up? What do you think is better, the uh, south side of Chicago or Gaza? Uh, well, I don't think I would park any money in, in either one of those. That, that no. would not be... That's some I think, advice I can give and be pretty confident on. Yeah, the Gaza tax rates are less. Of course, you have to grow one of those beards and walk around like it was the year 700 B.C. In the meantime, if you want good advice and you want to circumvent taxation of your estate and gift, you have to call a professional. Tom Fortino, where can they call you? Uh, 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. That's our number. All right. When I get into town, we have a cigar? Yeah, Absolutely. absolutely. Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. right here on AM560, Alpha Wealth Group Hour. Tom Fortino, thank you for joining me. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for everything. We'll be back. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right. I want you to realize something. We talk about events because that's what we do, right? We talk about the current events. But the broader picture of things is that the American government, the Democrat mafia, has picked its favorite citizen. And it isn't you. It isn't the guy that goes to work. It isn't the guy that earns money. It's whoever wants to be in the mafia, whoever relies on government corruption, whoever is willing to turn a blind eye because they need food for money. I mean, they need money for food. 
They need money for rent. They need money to, to exist. Because what the mafia understands, the Democrat mafia, is that those people who gain their sustenance from government spending, they're not interested in cleaning up government spending. They just need it to increase. In Illinois, you have the best example of this. That the federal government really needs to take over the logistics of the arrivals of asylum seekers. That is, we can't leave it to the governor of Texas or to mayors in various cities in Texas. We need to make sure that people are being dispersed into places where they can be cared for, where they can get the health care and shelter and make sure that they have the things they need. What? Who did that for you? Who did that for your ancestors? They want to paint you this picture. That's not how the system works. I don't give a rip if they need health care, if they need food. If they, if they do need that, get your ass to work and go do it. Because nobody gave it. Nobody gave it to anybody who was here before 1965. You didn't get it. All those immigrants. You didn't get it. And if you want to talk about open immigration, you really got nothing. Now, all of a sudden, the governor of a city, or I mean the governor of a state, that's bankrupt, that only exists on financial success because it stole COVID money. That's what Pritzker is. He's telling you that when people get to Illinois, they get all of those things, and you're providing it for them. What? what when did that pass? When did we become the Soviet Union? When these particular Marxists understood the more people need their spending the more they'll allow the corruption in government. That's why what they understand is these people they're paying everything for, these are Democrats. Because nobody's going to take rent, food, and health care and then say, hey, stop stealing the money. Because that's what they do. They steal the money. Uh, Cream Puff Jim, speaking about yeah, money yeah, for yeah. nothing and chicks for yeah. free. When's your yeah, pension yeah, yeah. check get here? Yeah, my God, I gotta wait until, uh, what's the date today? Oh my God, I gotta The 11th. Wait. You got four yeah, days. Punch up. My car, my car's broken down. I gotta walk to that punch up. I'll be up dead by the time I get over. Come on, you didn't need a car when you pretended to work for the city. You don't need one now. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, Newsom's got the, uh, the, uh, fast food workers up to 20 bucks an hour in Ooh. California. California's gonna have a $25 an hour minimum wage. Yeah. And that reminds me of Finland back about 20 years ago. My brother was in Finland. He asked the uh, guy at the bar, what do you make it, 25 bucks? Everybody was making at least 25 bucks an hour. And the reason that's a good thing is because if everybody gets a decent salary, they can kick in for their health insurance. And they can- oh, Jim, what kind of nonsense are you spewing? All that does is drive <laughs> up the cost, you big dummy. And here's another thing about California, $25 an hour. Well, they've mandated all kinds of behavior, which you're fine with. Now they're banning food because they don't like food dye. Now you don't get to eat the food. You know, this might be exactly what you Democrat slobs need. Because once you're slaves, you'll live the way they tell you. So I like the fact that you celebrate the once greatest state in the country, arguably the world, that now is not only losing people, but lost the quality of life. All because waiters need to make $25 an hour. By the way, I was a waiter. I made a lot more than that in tips. The difference is, now the government gets to tax your money. That's the scam. But keep spewing that nonsense. Maybe they won't figure out. The reason you're spewing it is because you just need that system, that fraud, that thing you call a pension that exists on nothing other than taxation to keep going. See, the real face of greed is the person who tells you to live low 
Live down to where government supports you. That's greed. Greed is not a man fighting to keep his own money. Greed is the slobs among us that pretend they need something for existing. It's the Democrat sloth, the Marxist fraud. It's the fat-ass municipal worker who can't remember what he was supposed to be when he collected that mystical, magical pension. It's the Chicago Democrat. That's greed, baby. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Aloha Snack Bar. You don't want to hear that. Hey, how many title companies are in the Gaza Strip? How do you go about buying one of their condos? I'll give you $30 for the whole fracking coast. What do you think? Exploding. I don't hear any Aloha Snack Bars. I don't hear any no horns blowing, nothing. Not too busy today, not too boisterous outside of Chicago. Oh, yeah, a lot of support for the Aloha Snack Bar. Uh, Kara, Indiana. Hey, Sean. Okay, so last week I was driving my Kia Optima. Do I have to tell you what happened to it? Oh, you got carjacked? No, I wasn't in Chicago, Sean. Oh, I was right. on the expressway in Mokina. It oh. blew up on me. It was a car fire. Ooh. So anyone driving a Kia Optima, please, with high mileage, get rid of your Kia. No, I don't know why you buy that thing anyway. When you drive it through Chicago, I think there's a light on the top that says, steal me. Go ahead. I know. Well, it does, yes. Um, but guess what my new interest rate is, thanks to Bidenomics and how they, Toyota sold me on getting a 13% interest rate. Oh, that's good for car sales. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah, you can Kia might have found the only way for people in used car business to sell cars outside of Kiev. They just blow up. People need a new car. All right, I like it. Thank you for the uh, public service announcement. I appreciate that very much. Dave in Orlando. Hey, buddy. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? Good, good. Quick fun fact. Uh, you, you mentioned Russia uh, before the break, and... It just wanted, I worked there for a couple of years and just wanted to let you know there is absolutely no welfare in Russia. If you can't provide for yourself, they'll give you a postage stamp apartment. But if you're living on the street, guess what? You're going to the work camps. So oh. the streets are clean. There's nobody loitering. And 13% flat tax rate. It, 13% flat tax rate. Debt to GDP is under 10%. Hmm. Yep, and and they got they got a massive expansion of energy sector. You know, there's some things going on there, and not to mention, I would never live there because I don't like the cold. But I understand they got they got a uh, where's that Sochi or whatever right on the coast there with the gymnasts training and the sun. That's more me. Thank you very much, though, Dave. I like the ideas. I appreciate it very much. I certainly wouldn't live in Kiev, although I hear. Rolls-Royce is the place to work if you live in Kiev. Uh, in the meantime, I had mentioned California. Honey Bunny found something. Yes. Now, the state law won't take effect until 2027, and the additives are reported to cause things like memory loss and hyperactivity in children, and the assemblyman who championed the bill is the father of three. Championed the bill? What was the bill, Squirrel? They banned food additives. It's funny. They also implemented a, uh, a fascism not just for masks, but for the vaccine. 
But this, you know, that red dye in the Skittles, it makes the kids hyper. You got to love these morons. It just made no sense to us that kids in America were getting, and in California, were getting significantly less protection from these chemicals than kids in What about Ritalin and that ADHD medication that turns them into Democrats where they drool on themselves for the rest of their life? What about that? In other countries around the world. With the passage of the California Food Safety Act, change is blowing through the food industry in California. You know what we need, Squirrel? We need a vaccine safety act. In fact, we need a we need a safety act from the government itself. You have a new book that's coming out shortly, I believe. It's Deception, the Great COVID Cover-Up. Uh, do you supply evidence here that it was indeed a Wuhan lab leak? Without question. We also have discovered that there was a cover-up within our government starting in February of 2020. From the very beginning, Anthony Fauci knew he was involved with funding this lab, and he did everything possible. It's throughout our government. Eight different agencies in our government are covering up their support for this lab in Wuhan. The good news is Steve Scalise will double fund every single one of them because his fat ass never said a word, never said a word about COVID. Did you, Steve? Of course, you were probably lost in your mansion in Louisiana, 10,000 square foot mansion, huh? Just think before you got elected, you were a bust out. Uh, Lloyd, Gary, Indiana. Lloyd. All right. David Lansing. Hey, Sean, uh, I was listening last hour. You mentioned that the Polish are very aware of this oppression coming in and they're moving back to Poland. Um, I have uh, some direct experience with this. Back in 2005 in Lansing, Illinois, the town adopted this thing called the Crime-Free Multi-Housing Program. Uh, I like the sound of that. Did they let you eat skillets in it? Go ahead. It applied to multi-unit housing in Lansing, and it was supposed to prevent crime. Well, that that's a, it sounded like a direct violation of the Fourth Amendment yeah. to me. So I, I asked my landlord about it, and he's like, oh, don't worry, I just got to pay 100 bucks." They come in, look at it, see if this is a safety check. It's, a safe, it's for safety, you know. So, so I asked the building department about it. So when the time came, they came to my unit. They sent two firemen and the landlord. They looked at my place, and they didn't look at any other unit, and then they got in their cars and they left. And, they, and I tailed one of the cars, and they went across town. And Does this story end with Tony Resco buying your building or anybody on the table of Wisdom LLC? Because this is a long story, David. No, and, I mean, and, and, your and voice then, annoys the hell out of me anyway. Get to the point. This Polish lady, they went to this Pol- old Polish lady's house. She must have been 80, 85 years old. They left. I went to the door and knocked, and she was, could barely speak English. It was an old Polish lady, so you're right. The Polish are very aware of the. Uh, yeah, that's the you know, story. Reaping. My God. <sighs> Don't ever write children's books. Nobody will read anymore. Judy Lamont. <laughs> oh, Sean, I got to follow that one. Okay. It's um, easy. <laughs> pretty much hello will do it, but go ahead. Oh, my gosh. I'll try to be succinct. I'm sorry. I missed the last segment, but I know you were talking to Tom. And I just want to say because of you and do an investigation on our own a little bit. Listening to Tom's show, my husband and I interviewed somebody else, and we went to Tom, and we both like Tom very much, and we are very happy with him. He's very patient because 
we've had some deaths in the family and all this going on. And he keeps calling and checking up. How are you doing? How's things going? What can I do to yeah. help? And we couldn't be happier. So we're still getting oh. things rolling, but it's in a good place. And, you know, this is all our life savings. So we are taking the plunge and trusting Tom with it. And it's, you know, it's, it's going well. So I just wanted He's to a good guy. plug and, a, you know, a good thank guy. you for thank all you. that. And love your show, dear. All right. Oh, thank Judy, you. Judy, Judy. Hang on. We're going to give you a T-shirt. That was very sweet. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The Answer. It's true, Squirrel. I know people make fun of me on the chat on Rumble. It's all right. I love the fact that I uh, moved to a decent area away from the Democrat scourge. Because anybody that celebrates this. New horrors are emerging from the communities where Hamas went on a bloody killing spree. After finally wresting back control of Kfar Aza Kibbutz, a small farming community, Israeli security forces say terrorists took brutality to a new level, decapitating children, including babies. You see the babies, the mother, the fathers in the bedrooms, in the protection rooms, and how... The terrorists kill them. It's not a war. It's not a battlefield. It's a massacre. Karen. And in uh, Chicago and other Democrat sewers that elect these scallywag Marxist government supremacists like they do in Gaza, they celebrate. But here, Southwest Florida, we celebrate this. Now, the problem with Florida, which you have to understand, is counties are very important. On the East Coast, they have a lot of Democrat scum. It's true. You could tell by the smell in the streets. Uh, they have some good areas, but they have Democrat scum there. And in those areas, once again, they follow the Democrat policies. You do get some supporters of the uh, Aloha snack bar. You get them. And in the meantime, uh, there was a protest yesterday of about eight people in Fort Lauderdale. It didn't go so good. Closer to home, another rally. One person was arrested and several others were pepper sprayed after a confrontation between pro-Israeli and pro-Palestinian groups here in Fort Lauderdale. NBC6's Lorena Inclan was there and shows us how things escalated. defend Israel rally drew dozens of supporters who lined East Sunrise Boulevard near Federal Highway Sunday. By the way, Squirrel, she said dozens. It was hundreds. And the pro-Palestinians were seven slobs. Seven dirty-looking slobs. And it didn't go so well for them. Chanting, the nation of Israel lives on. They stood in solidarity for the Jewish community and Israel. If you have any love for democracy, if you love freedom, if you love the ability to do whatever you want on a day-to-day basis, it doesn't matter if you're Jewish or Israeli, if you're just any that you know that type of person, you got to come here and support this cause. But just feet away, another rally in support of Palestine also got underway. Things got heated as the two groups confronted each other. We came out with our flag, with our banner that you see behind here. For Palestine, they came across from all the way over there from the tourist bank, two blocks down the street, to punch us, to spit at us. See, it has a happy ending. The seven of them were carted off and got bear sprayed. Lloyd and Gary, Indiana. Lloyd. Why does Lloyd can't pay attention for the life of him? Lloyd, are you there? 
Did you get uh, Aloha Snack Bar? I think he did. He got Aloha Snack Bar. In the meantime, there's more of an investigation, hopefully, that will take forward with the uh, Steve Scalise, or will it? You know, as I think about Steve Scalise and realize, where the hell has he been since he got elected? Oh, he's been buying mansions in Louisiana. It's ongoing as we speak, even though we've had... Uh, unanimous Congress declassified information. I have classified, unclassified information that's being withheld from me to this day. But we have evidence, yes, that they were dishonest, that Anthony Fauci lied in hearings to me, which is a felony, punishable up to five years. We now have emails that show him saying that he knew it was gain of function, that the virus looked manipulated, and that he was worried that this came from the Wuhan lab. And in the meantime, in a Democrat sewer like New York, Donald Trump is um, being charged for frauding the price of property he owned and coming to the meeting of the minds with a bank. Good news is, you don't have to hear Aloha Snack Bar yet. We'll be back in 21 hours.